Wouldn't the world be a much more enjoyable place if there were googly eyes and everything? Yeah, but I feel like everything that's good always ends up being a bad thing. And then we're going to have turtles choking on googly eyes. So mm. I'm going to say yes, but everything with moderation. <laughs> <laughs> or what if we made them out of uh, the biodegradable like plastic straw? Or not plastic, the paper straws that are now out so Maybe. that that way you put them on and then they just start deteriorating immediately yeah but then you're gonna have the, the karen's complain no the oh. karen's are gonna complain and say i paid full price for this eyeball and it's already disintegrating yeah so what's the inside pupil made of because that well, that's dangerous licorice oh those are edible no don't eat them <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're here. We're queer. Now, now give, give me, me my, my entertainment. entertainment. So just to be clear, Chris. Who I are you? Oh, my name is Elias. My name is Chris. And on this podcast, we talk about entertainment. On the Airstreamers podcast. This is the Airstreamers oh, podcast. Oh, right. We talk about entertainment that has entertained us in the last week, two weeks, three weeks. Whenever we get around to making the podcast. Yeah, honestly, it's it's mostly whenever we get to watching something or doing something that excites us. And last night we watched uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. But but I need to rewind. To be clear, I should not eat the pupils of the eyeballs. No, don't eat eyeballs <laughs> ever. But I'm, my honest question, what what do you think is made? Plastic. It has to be plastic. So all of those little bits are... It's just plastic? plastic on plastic. That's in real plastic, bad for the out turtles. plastic. Like real bad for the it's turtles. Everything plastic. All at once. Yes. Okay, so Thank here's, you for dropping or picking up what I'm dropping. <laughs> here's what we did. We rented the movie last night. And by rented, I mean like did a whole month of showtime. I just I when I want to be able to click on a but button. But I feel and that's watch weird because we we did the free trial of it, but we're not gonna. There's nothing to do on Showtime. Like I think no. It's, Yellow Jackets is the other big one that everyone's a movie or a jack or a movie or a show. It's a show, and I think it got to a point now where I'm actually curious what Danielle thinks. I can't do she all loves these it. things. She got it got to a point where I know Danielle would not be okay with what happened because I know what happened. So I'm curious to know what she thinks because she was obsessed with it for a while. So we got to figure out from her Mm. what the deal, whether it's like we could use her as a, you know, should we watch it or not? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So we, we did the whole, you know, bought a month of Showtime last night to watch it. And I don't know why it's not rentable. I don't know. know? Why can't it just be rentable? Very confusing. But we watched it two hours and 14 minutes and we did not speak a word of it. We just were curious, uh, or no, we waited till this moment to fully divulge our thoughts to each other, which in turn will make you have a very can you give us experience. a? I don't know that this even works, but can you give? Okay, so first of all, this is this podcast is spoiler territory. Spoiler alert! Spoiler so heavy. We're going to be talking about the movie through and through, everything, all at once. And we're going to talk about everything all at once. Yes. And so if you haven't watched it yet, you don't want it spoiled, go watch the movie and then come back and listen to the podcast. This five-star podcast. Go rate it. And if you are a Twitch subscriber to our Airstreamers Twitch channel, you can get a video feed of this in the video section called 
podcasts. Um, and that's only to subscribers of our channel only. And uh, just to repeat what Chris said, five stars and five stars only. Yes, please. And thank you. And I, I bet everywhere, all at once, everyone is giving this a five. In all, yep, in, in all, all the of the multiverses. Right. So you were going to ask me to give a summary, I bet, I think. Yeah. I think, I think you can do it. The loose summary is that uh, woman... Do you want me to try? Yes, please. Okay, I think it's about uh, an Asian family um, (laughs) who comes into the States. uh, They start their family. They start up uh, to make money, open up a laundromat. Um, Ultimately, the beginning of the movie starts out with the mother of the family doing her taxes and it turns out that she's being audited by the IRS for uh, how she filed her business taxes. Um, That is really the starting point, but the gist of the movie is about uh, multiverses where she is battling against somebody else who's trying to sort of collapse down the multiverse. Yeah. Like collapse everything. Yeah. And um, and so it's and really it's the battle. The battle ensues between this this random mother and this uh, interdimensional being, right? And and that's how it kind of and goes. The biggest sort of metaphor that I would argue this is about is like acceptance of your queer child. Which is also bonkers that there's all these crazy parts I, of the story. Definitely, there are definitely like uh, gay undertones in oh, the storyline. Undertones, but I feel like it's just general acceptance. I feel like the gay part of it is an avenue, but I feel like it's general acceptance of her daughter because even before that, like where her she said that she was always really hard on her daughter, like that was even pre the gay conversation. That is true. You're right. You're right. She did say that. However, so at a high level, I'd say it'd probably be like mother daughter dynamic and how to navigate that. Okay. Let's just, first off, I'm going to ask you my question of what did you think? Cause we did, we really didn't talk about it. What did you think? Yeah. And I've been, I feel like I've been sitting on this, but, um, and I hope that I remember the points that I've wanted to remember. Cause normally I'm very off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to say you'll give us that's it. I really enjoyed it and I can't put my finger on why other than that. It is the absurd. And sometimes in movies, it feels like we just rely at least in, okay. In the States, I feel the culture is to make a phenomenal movie. And that a lot of the times that always correlates to, a very serious and deliberate movie. And those are the only ones that get accolades. And this one, I feel like does have a really good story. There is a message there. I feel like the way that it gets to tell that story, it just doesn't give two shits and it's a little bit chaotic. And I feel like that chaotic aspect, a little bit, a little bit chaotic plays into the theme of the story yeah, and like the message that they're trying to tell. So if you take a step back and you say it's, this is chaos. 
I can relate to half a percent of this, mm-hmm. but understand that in that chaos, the story is being told through experiencing the chaos. That's sort of my, my take on it. I thought it was really well done. And I feel like sometimes those types of stories that are like, um, not so polished sometimes, you know, like where, like I'm saying in the States where we're kind of like very deliberate about how the storytelling has to happen. Yeah. I feel I, and I, I'm not a film expert, but that sometimes those come from like international stories. And I feel like that sort of maybe coincides with the demographic that's telling the story. Sure. Now I'm also not a film, film expert. So I, I can't really speak to whether or not this is like born out of some other countries, cultures or whatever, but I do have to agree with you to say that it is unlike, I guess your typical like movie of the year or like best movie of the year, or like those kinds mm-hmm. of ideas, because whereas it starts fairly, like tame and and look i'll be honest i did not go into this knowing much all i did know was that it was a little bit multiverse related i had heard that term and i didn't really get how it fit into this and i knew this was we watched this post it it's awards like we knew that it was movie of the year we knew that they she won movie uh actor of the year he won actor of the year um jamie lee won um Supporting, supporting actor actress. of the year like we knew all of this right so there's in there's an element of you're going into a kind of expecting something but i did not expect when it was about 30 minutes ish in the absolute lunacy that was about to unfold um and like chris said leading up to that moment it's fairly tame because it's just the story about this woman who is truly trying so hard to keep her family afloat and not get arrested for her taxes and maybe missed opportunities here or there with uh the irs and her no tax like forms. i feel like also she's reflecting on all of her life choices and like what we're being told about her past is that she's made decisions and almost regretted every single decision along the way which is really interesting because then when you think like okay in a multiverse setting she's the one who was stuck with all of these bad decisions and then they bring that to light yeah and actually call it out and and say to her you're literally the worst Evelyn that exists in the universe where of you've all made, universes. <laughs> you actually done nothing right. Yeah. It's freaking hysterical. And then the underdog story is that that Evelyn is actually the one who saves the universe in the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. Um, we're jumping ahead though, because we just got to the end. We didn't even get to the beginning of it. We don't yeah. even know what's going on. Yeah. I will say when it started and we again, introduced to joy, which is her daughter, um, and her daughter brought her girlfriend, the daughter's girlfriend, along to this party. So in this laundromat, they're super inviting and they're super kind. And they invited all the patrons of the laundromat for a Chinese New Year party. And her father, uh, Evelyn's father, was flying in. From, Michelle Yeoh's father was flying in from China to meet them. And so... By generational differences and concerns about acceptance, Evelyn did not introduce Joy's girlfriend as Joy's girlfriend. She introduced her to the grandfather as Joy's friend. 
And look, I have been there. It's exhausting. It feels really shitty when stuff like that happens. It is not a fun time. And you can see the absolute pain that this caused Joy, right? And it was it was really uncomfortable. I think anyone who watches that scene could understand exactly how that might make Joy feel. I think the girlfriend did a good job of just understanding, you know, let yeah. the family dynamic a little bit unfold. I know who I am. I, I know what I bring to the table. But, like, this is a little yeah. bit beyond Yeah, me, no, that's you know? a tough p- position to be in. <clears throat> and, uh, and then they're all going to the IRS. And you can't predict anything else that will happen from this point on. Whereas uh, any other <laughs> normal movie would have told this story of hardship and, you know, denial and their problems and working through stuff. And it could have probably told the same story in 1% of the like way, but I don't think it would have been nearly as fun or as exciting as this. Like, oh, no, you know? not at all. This was wild. So tell and us- I feel like it would be a, just a stereotypical story then. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the chaos is what makes this story. Right. So tell us story. what, first of all, one of the main sort of like villains, so to speak, is Jamie Lee Curtis as the tax agent. And holy shit, she's freaking funny. She, she is really funny. I don't know how they team. filmed all of that stuff of them going down the stairs and like the karate chops and all of that stuff. She was from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Michelle Yeoh. No, but Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't. Oh, right. Well, that was a little fake. It was hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. Like true. And we're not like, that's not exaggerating situation. We, I'm, we were cackling I feel like, at points. Yeah. It's I like feel a like, black dramedy or something like that. Yeah. I call it. You know? I mean, it was like. So tell us why, what, what started the chaos? Like her tell and us her what husband are having disagreements and his, her husband realizes. He's that, like aloof. So he does not really yeah, caring much about anything. I feel like he's very easygoing and she's very regimented. And she's sort of like so focused on just making life happen like the day-to-day stuff running the business doing the taxes making sure the kids are alive or the kid is alive like all of that stuff that she loses all joy in life and so she (gasps) gay gas yeah joy is her daughter she loses all joy all All joy joy. all at once oh i just got chills well holy mcmoley so she has no joy in her life um and five star podcast right here yeah we discovered it they should except i'm certain that was intended (laughs) we just missed it but she so her husband who sort of finds happiness in like the little things even the customers that he connected with at the laundromat and would just make a moment of it even the googly eyes yeah put googly eyes on all the bags because uh, the laundry bags you thought they looked so cute. i feel like he then at some point said i'm i feel like i'm dragging you down or i'm making your life more difficult i'm not getting anything out of the relationship and so he's she finds divorce papers um and that sort of sets a little bit of a spiral in their relationship when they actually go to the tax office she didn't see that but she did eventually yeah, but which they, I thought was a very fun scene when when he wrote down those instructions on the back of it, and she, mm, they both were looking at something different. He yeah. was looking at the divorce papers, and she was looking at the instructions in the back of the divorce papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were both like, "Wait, what? You know about this?" But they both knew about the other thing. That yeah. was kind of clever. 
So yeah, they're coming up the elevator to go to the tax thing. And her husband, who whose name is Waymond. I love that um, name. Which I think is amazing. It's so freaking funny. Waymond. And so Waymond <clears throat> says to or basically uh what is it? What do they call it? Uh Jacu- l- leap or jump? Oh verse verse jump. Verse jump. So verse he jump. jumps from another multiverse into uh, into another Wayman jumps into current Wayman. Yeah. And we is call telling, that one Alpha Wayman. So that when we yeah, talk so, about that, we'll use those terms just to. So keep Alpha Wayman, who's from the other universe, is telling Evelyn that she needs to save the universe from this. I don't remember the name. Yeah, it's funny because she doesn't remember the name. Jop, Jopu something. Jobu, 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 Tupaki, Jobu Tupaki, and so that's where you get the first taste of of this multiverse concept. And yeah, um, we and still then don't it even just know. goes from there. In that moment, we still, as viewers, don't really know what's going on. One thing that I want to talk about, and you can give your take on this too, is. The plot element of doing something weird to slingshot yourself to another multiverse. And so the story presents all of these really um, like unique fighting scenes where, uh, you know, they need a certain skill. So so Evelyn needs to to be a uh, become a better wrestler. And so she needs to transport to another multiverse where Evelyn is a trained wrestler. Yeah. And to do that, she has to do something weird to quote slingshot her current being into that other body. Right. And it's such an interesting plot element because it really just enhances the weird and lets them do things that they could never have any standard storytelling reason to, to do. ever do that thing. Never. The thing that um, we're forgetting is that they had the, um, I think our internet's down. That's so weird. We don't need that. Like, this is fine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we forgot to talk about the um, the little, like, what are they called? The, the headset things? The, like, Bluetooth headset? Yeah. That was the thing that was allowing them to, to um, flip. So Alpha Wayman comes from the, the Alpha universe or whatever they called it and so they discovered some technology that allows them to interact with other multiverse versions that's the whole idea of why they're able to be doing this whole verse jump thing so the quick explanation he gave was that all of your choices every single time you're making a choice the choice you didn't make is becoming another universe right and i think the concept like you said of this idea that you have to find the most insanely random thing to do to kind of coax yourself towards a different universe. Not Mm -hmm. like one of two things. It's not like, okay, I'm either going to eat or not eat. It's like, 
I'm going to take this fry and shove it up my nose and then sing opera. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the style yeah. that we're talking yep. about. And then it switches you potentially with the little Bluetooth headset to whatever this other universe is that you're looking for. And it's so freaking funny and clever and random and strange. And it's like, <sighs> what am I, I mean, watching? It's like ADHD. It's, some, it's like watching someone's brain experiencing ADHD in those moments because it's so fast moving and there's never sort of clarity to any of it even though i think there is yeah no it's just really funny and i mean i feel like they okay so i'm gonna call out one specific moment of these slingshot scenes that i think was beyond hysterical and they planted the seed very early on when uh what's her name julia roberts Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis was sitting at her desk and behind her, it says auditor of the month. And she shows a very butt plug looking trophy that says uh, auditor of the month. And she had multiples of them. She had multiple. And so uh, when you're seeing that, you're immediately thinking that's a butt plug. Yeah. There's no way you're not thinking that's a butt plug. And so we then are now fast forward probably 30 minutes maybe more about an hour i would say into the movie afterwards and she and evelyn is now fighting um a couple of security guards and has to do something weird in order to learn skills to fight these security guards and the camera just zooms up on the butt plug and you now see one of the security guards trying to sit on it which is hysterical and then you see because he wants to because he wants to to verse jump like to verse jump to, to get to yeah. that skill yeah and so he then another security guard comes in and it's like Dragon Ball Z scene yeah. where he is like charging up holding his legs over his head charge like butt forward flying through the air towards the butt plug <laughs> to land on to it to land on it and then there's a whole fight scene that happens with the butt plug with the butt plug dangling out of his butt his butt yeah and then the other one found the trophy and shoved that up his butt <laughs> to verse jump and then they're both fighting and then as she wins she pulls the butt plugs out of it the butt. is just i i can't I mean, we were what, absolutely losing his, our mind. It was hysterical. It was one of the. I feel like things. it's very much. If we were ever to become filmmakers, this would be the movie that you and I would make. A million percent. I mean, let's be honest. If that was our case, and we ever made that movie, we're golden. We're done. I'm done <laughs> working. We we've won awards. I thought it was fantastic. And then the other. thing... I feel like I'm. Well, I mean, okay. So one, I'm not saying that we have any skill to make this. Zero quality movie. No way. What I'm trying to say is that we lean into the weird very well. This movie leans into the weird and then somersaults with the weird. And then you never see those videos where it gets married and retires on a front step of uh, an upside down house on the moon with with their partner yeah yeah it's, it sounds lovely it's a nice a little, little nice little <laughs> image you painted there um you know this scene with the hot dog fingers okay just i want to i want to touch upon this because there was so oh much God. there was so much sort of talk about this scene 
from friends, from online, and I, I, all I knew was hot dog fingers, and I didn't understand what, like, how could that be tied into anything? And similarly to what you said with the buildup, um, where they show the butt plug early, as she's like attempting to verse jump, there was a point where she was just thinking of something random, and a hot dog popped into her head, and so then I think what had happened was she went to like. Hot that, dog line. Yeah, like the world where humans have evolved with hot dog fingers. And the way they interpreted that and the weirdness of sticking the hot dogs into the mouths and then them like orgasming like mustard and ketchup. And then their feet became... And the, then the playing of the, the piano. Playing of the piano with the feet. And then the incredible love story that we saw from that version with uh, Jamie Lee and her mm-hmm. was hysterical and, and interesting. Um, blew my mind. And I think that it was so absolutely bonkers and weird. And yet, somehow, I want to say, throughout all of this nonsense, the movie was somehow focused. Focused on this idea that it had something to do, which was yes. find joy and and like take back joy now that i'm saying this out loud i'm like how did we miss all of this jobu what is it jobu tupaki okay here's the thing jobu tupaki is like some mysterious black um i don't know like a some sort of like an entity yes like an entity that we don't know anything about um it's represented by a black circle like a black and they call it the bagel. I can't. It's an everything bagel. It's There's so a out of whole, control. Yeah, okay. So I the, was cackling at the, this part. The movie is broken into pieces, so it's like everything is part one, and then... Uh, everywhere. Everywhere is part two. Um, and so part one sort of wraps up the everything story where you find out that... Uh, there's all these like multiverses. and There's all these multiverses, and that out. Joy has in fact created uh, a bagel and put everything on it because she was so bored with being able to see all of these universes and that she never saw anything new. She basically knew everything that she wanted to put all of this, everything onto a bagel and it is just so we were absurd. We were absolutely cackling. So absurd. I mean, it was just unexpected. There's no way that you could ever guess that. Yeah. It's no. just, it was so crazy. And Jobu Tupaki, we keep saying Joy did all of this, but it's really that Jobu Tupaki like inv- invaded Joy's like being or persona and took over well i don't think i took it that way i think what the story was that um there was or is jobu tupaki joy and alpha the villain no is shown by joy i think that the the story that i got is that evelyn so there's alpha evelyn which is the original evelyn that created the technology that let you jump from one universe to another and she's considered really smart. She was killed in Alpha Universe. Then, um, and folks, I'm telling you, if you haven't watched this and you're listening to this podcast, you are probably just they're just saying so balance. lost. Yeah. <laughs> but the Alpha Evelyn who died, I think, was so hard on her daughter to live up to her expectations that she had her practice all of this verse jumping stuff so much that she 
she then yes. became yes. evil joy because, because she, realized, she realized that she saw everything already and right. there was nothing new in the universe for I think her. There's enough, there's a story there. It, it, forget everything else for a sec. The story of us having the ability to do anything and be anything and, and look at anything that we want, which is kind of like now, nowadays, like internet stuff, the more you can do, the less interesting things become. And I think if you have access to every single thing to do, it becomes almost like, what's the point? And I, I kind of get that. Yeah. Like, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. For no. Why joy became that way. I think that's such a great point. And I always go back to this concept of um, what has, like, what has changed with the internet? And if you think of the scenarios where you're out to dinner with friends, and I always go back to this example, you're out to dinner with friends and you can't remember something. And it starts a whole conversation with the people at the table to say, oh, I think it was this. And then you're like, no, it wasn't that. And it's really like, a pro could be a, like a 30 minute discussion yeah. about trying to figure out what is this thing that you're trying to recall? And now whether it's, yeah, whether it's like, an old TV show that you saw as a kid or whatever. Yeah. Now it's a, a search away on the internet and you immediately get the answer and, and the conversation is done and you Halted. move on. Yeah. And so the parallels, and I think this is really a great point that you bring up that the parallels of the, how everything is just mundane then yeah. because you know everything right. or have access to everything, which is that why you, it's no more, it's not fun anymore. And the only thing that could bring you joy is an everything vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> With literally everything in the whole universe on it. Um, I do think her, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it like nihilism? Is that the, it's like, isn't that the idea that you're, you're, you're sort of happy to, have like nothing be joyful or something like that. I feel like Maybe. joy is that with what she wants to do with the bagel because she wants to essentially suck everything into the bagel so that nothing is interest like everything is gone by that point. Right. Like everything is right. removed. Um, and I think what you're saying about how when she realizes that everything is available to her and how mundane everything becomes, when joy for when Jobu Tupaki, when she first meets um, Evelyn in that hallway and she, and and Evelyn says something like uh, Joe Butchipaki like you need to get out of there you're the one who makes my daughter think she's gay and Ev and Joe Butchipaki slash Joy looks at her and is like you still care that I like women in this universe yeah which yeah. is like of all the things that are going on in the world like and that's the, the stressor this is the stressor you're experiencing yep. yeah and I thought that was very powerful it stung because that also hurt from like Evelyn's standpoint that you know she kind of feels this way mm -hmm. and that absolutely stung but then kind of moving forward a little bit when we start getting to the end and you start realizing that her tactic of just verse jumping to every um physical body that she's uh every physical version of herself where it's like a karate person or ninchucks or guns or whatever isn't really changing anything and then that's when the father comes into play with his little idea of like lead with kindness yeah and then there's that moment where walking up the stairs she instead of hurting everyone literally does the opposite and gives them exactly the thing they've been missing, which is includes, I think she, 
at uh, one point, him, her tying up uh, the guy and spanking him, a BDM, BDSM style. That one. There's also the one where she adjusts somebody's like she's like a chiropractor and adjusts their spine, and then they're like they feel uh, comfort again. Yeah, and they're like happy, you know. It's, and then it comes down to the that really powerful scene, I think, when they're where uh, Joe Butipaki joy is about to like destroy the whole everything right all at once all at once and what we realize is the whole family tree the lineage of all of them are holding on to each other and pulling joy back out through the bagel yeah and you realize that level of familial certainty so to speak and the strength that they all bring together to save one of them is more powerful than anything else. It's just incredible that such a mundane story about taxes and a family, that's something that, you know, is a pretty cookie cutter story. And that somehow they introduce all of this chaos in the story, storytelling of it, but still come out with, something that you can take away from it. And I think that's maybe why this gets so much respect um, because it's able to accomplish that. Yeah, it's wild. And there are two lines for me that struck like hard, like I think about them. One is when in one of the universes where she is like a super movie star and she wants to be with Waymond of that universe Mm -hmm. and she's like unsure i forgot how that sort of worked itself out and he had said something like in another universe i would have loved or i would have loved to live a life where we do taxes together and um, And laundry laundry laundry, and taxes laundry and taxes together yeah and then what we know as evelyn because evelyn that we know is now represented in this in this other evelyn she takes a moment and is like shit like we had that we had that yeah we absolutely had that that's one line and then the other line is the fact that the the mom at the end this is the the last thing i'm going to say when at the very end the mom um kind of everything sort of works itself out and uh evelyn grabs joy joy is saved and introduces joy's girlfriend to the grandfather as joy's girlfriend yeah. remember that yeah and in my mind it could have ended there like and he could have been like okay cool and joy could have been like oh my god mom you love me thank you so much for doing that i appreciate it but joy stormed off and i was like shook i was like shoot i'm like how is this gonna now like end there's only like 10 minutes left and it's gonna end sad and then i remember when joy is in the car she's very upset and and now joy sort of knows what's going on and says to her mom like if you could be anywhere doing anything like why are you why are you still here like if you're not happy with me and who i am why are you still here and the mom says something profound which is i'm gonna paraphrase something along the lines of like um there's nowhere else i'd rather be and like i'm choosing to be with you yeah and and that it's was sort a of very powerful moment that was true acceptance there that's true acceptance that. and it really i think is it, it, the the impact of it is elevated in the fact that you know that her father didn't do that for her yeah exactly that she left china to go with wayman to the states and her father didn't put up any fight didn't say no i need you here no i don't want you to go no i'm going to miss you too much and let her go yeah 
And she always resented that. Yep. And she wasn't going to do that to her daughter. Because you know, her daughter could have resented her forever. Right. Past that. And so I feel like it was like a full circle moment on the everything bagel. Yeah. Where it just came right back to how it was going to correct itself. And in such a better way than just one time saying the girlfriend and having the dad accept her and like, that's it. I think like one action like that is not anywhere near as powerful as you stating I will be here with you forever. And I'm choosing to be here with you forever, no matter the circumstances. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. So powerful. I look, it's not a movie for everyone. I think that it was supremely entertaining. Absolutely. I loved the chaos of it. I loved the, the message. visuals. I loved the, the everything. A, yeah. We didn't even get into the acting oh, at all. Last thing. Swear to God. Last thing. The acting. She, Evelyn. Every, uh, Michelle Yeoh, every single Evelyn she represented was distinct, was distinct and real. Absolutely. She, Absolutely. she had all of these characters that she needed to give like a storyline to. And she did, even if it and was Jody Lynn Foster was like really good too. And what she, she stapled did. The, the bagel to her forehead. <sighs> I can't even. Anyway, listen, we could talk more about this, but we are having some internet trouble and we need to go and fix it before we stream on Twitch. So we're going to go do that. Um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Airstreamers podcast, and we will see you again next time. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.